Hello, and welcome to Author Visits, the podcast where writing is for everyone and writers can be all kinds of ways. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm a teacher, a writer, and a reader. Each week, I interview a kidlit creator you love. We talk about the real-life writing moves that authors use in their everyday writing lives. This week, I'm sharing a different kind of episode. This episode is for the teachers. Today, we're going to explore some specific ways you might try using the podcast in your class over the course of a week in just a few minutes a day. First, I'll talk about some systems and anchor charts you can set up before you listen to your first episode of the show with your students. Then we'll talk about five routines you can try out with each episode of the show. Here we go. First, let's talk about some routines and anchor charts. One thing I love to do in my classroom is create an Authors We Know bulletin board. It's a place where I display the author photo of each author we meet through an author visit. It can be through a live author visit or through an episode of the Author Visits podcast. Each time we meet someone, I add their picture to the wall. And over the year, we build this tapestry of all the different voices that we've learned from over the course of the year. And one of my favorite things to do is after one of my students' own writing celebrations, when we get to the end of a writing unit, I add pictures of all my students right alongside the published authors because we are all authors. Most authors have a headshot available that you can download on their website. And if not, you can often find a photo by searching the author's name and the words author headshot. The next thing I like to do is set up an anchor chart for each of the core topics for that mini season of the Author Visits podcast. So for example, in the first season of six episodes, the three big ideas or core topics that we focused on were writers get ideas, writers keep going, and writers get help. So in the writing bulletin board area of my classroom, I make a big heading that says writers dot dot dot. And then I put a piece of chart paper for each idea. So I have one chart with the heading, get ideas. I have a second chart with the heading, keep going. And I have a third chart with the heading, get help. Then with each episode that we listen to, we can brainstorm and add on the examples that we hear that author talk about that fit inside the category. One fun bonus thing that I do when we uh, do that group charting is I print out also wallet-sized headshots of the guest. So after they share, I can put a little picture of them next to their tip or strategy. And then over the course of weeks and months, as we meet lots of authors, we have a quick at-a-glance way to remember which author gave us each tip. Now, here are four more bonus charts you might think about keeping. The first three match with the questions from the speed round at the end of every craft episode. So I like to keep a chart that says writing spots, a chart that says thinking spots, and a chart that says writing feelings. By adding writers really varying answers to these three questions to the charts over time, 
Kids get the sense that writers are unique and different, and each writer can really just do what works for them. It makes kids feel welcome and seen and like it's okay to be a writer in the way that's right for me. Okay, The last bonus chart I like to put near my classroom library because I title it, Books Are Magic Because... And when my students listen to bonus book talk episodes, I would love to have them jot down on sticky notes the words or phrases that they hear the author use um, to explain why books are so magical. Then we could add those stickies to the chart over time. If you are tight on classroom wall space, you could think about capturing these types of charts on a Google slide that you open up and use together. That would also work well if you're enjoying remote learning. Or you could also do something like keep it in a notebook that you then project on the document camera at times that you're working through it together as a class. One last system that I like to set up for my students before we listen is a graphic organizer for that mini season of the podcast. So for the first mini season, for example, I might have a one-page graphic organizer with three main boxes. Each box would correspond with a core topic, so students would have a place to jot notes while they listen about how writers get ideas, a spot to jot down notes while they listen about how writers keep going, and a spot to jot down ideas while they listen about how writers get help. Then students have notes to work from when they turn and talk or discuss with a small group, and also something to reference when we have a shared conversation and work on our group chart together. So once you've set up these routines and charts, you are ready to dive in and listen to your first episode of the show together. So now I'm going to tell you about five ways that you could use the podcast in your class. Note that I have created a five-day schedule of activities as a way to structure and organize my ideas for you, but you do not have to do all five. You don't have to use the podcast every day. Feel free to adapt these ideas in a way that works for you and your kids. One time of day you might use the podcast is either right before or right after your usual writer's workshop time, or if that doesn't work, it can be a great routine for any awkward 10 to 15 minute chunk in your schedule between recess and specialist, or if you're using remote learning, it can actually also make a really great uh, flipped instruction activity. I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the episode. Okay, now let's dive into the five ideas across five days for using each episode in class. Day one, introduce. On the first day, you could introduce the author and read aloud one of their picture books or a chapter from their middle grade book. You can visit the author's website and show students their author photo and biography. And if possible, feel free to even show a brief video clip of the author. Maybe an excerpt from an interview or a video of them introducing their book. This really helps put, you know, a living, breathing person, their image and their personality behind the words that you will then listen to together. Day two, listen and notice. This day takes around 15 or 20 minutes, depending on the length of the episode. So for day two, play the episode for your students. Depending on your schedule and the length of the episode, you could also break it into chunks as needed. 
While you're listening, encourage your kids to listen like detectives, ready to notice and capture tips and strategies the author shares that they could try out in their own writing lives. Have students take bulleted notes on their graphic organizer about the core topics for that season. You can then have students discuss what they noticed in pairs or in groups. And last, you could have groups share out and add on to your class core topics charts together. As a teacher taking notes on your students' thoughts, you can move across the charts as kids make observations about different core topics. For example, if one group shares an example of how a writer came up with an idea for their book, add it to your Get Ideas chart. Then if the next group shares an example of how the author used persistence, move to your keep going chart. You'll keep adding on to these core topics charts week by week. As you add bullets to the core topic chart, you might also consider putting that wallet sized photo of the author who shared that tip or strategy right there next to their tip. This helps kids make connections visually across your charts. They can see, oh, Jamila gave me that tip. Oh, and Jamila also gave this tip over here. It also helps them understand that books come from real life people who are just like them. Day three, try it out. This one will take about 15 minutes, but it really depends on the tip or strategy that you have your students try out. On this day, you'll give students a chance to try out one of the strategies they heard the author of the week talk about. For example, after listening to episode one with Jamila Tompkins Bigelow, you might want to try out a class daydream time to imagine and capture fresh ideas. Or you might want to have your students write notes to themselves, telling what they need to hear as writers, just like Jamila does in the episode. Day four, connect. This is a quick one. Uh, It lasts around five minutes. So on day two, you added thoughts from the guest of the week to your anchor charts. Today, on day four, you could have a quick discussion or turn and talk, asking students to notice new connections between all the authors you've heard from so far, or to capture any new questions they're having as they think more deeply about what they heard this week. Are there some things that off, that different authors do that are the same? Are there things some authors do, but not all? And why might authors do things similarly? These conversations help your writers to use inductive reasoning to explore some of the nuances of the writing process. Based on what they've heard so far, which things do a lot of writers do that are probably a pretty good idea for your kids to try out too. And then on the other hand, which things are more unique to the individual writer? By allowing students to reflect and form conclusions based on their own examples and observations from different authors, you're giving them more agency over creating a writing life for themselves that is both purposeful and personal. Day five, writers are readers. This one's around five minutes as well. Today, have students listen to the Book Talk bonus episode where the guest of the week shares three kid lit books they love and why they think they're awesome. 
If your kids have reading journals or a list of books they want to read, have them take out their list before listening. Then, as they listen, they can jot down titles they're interested in. After listening, kids can have a partner or group conversation about which titles excited them, and this is when the excitement really gets buzzing and kids get extra excited to go out, check out that book, pick it up, and read. Listening to a bonus book talk episode together helps to close the gap between reading and writing, and it shows that writers are readers. Real-life writers read deeply and widely. They use mentor texts to influence their craft, and they love talking about books. To recap, I shared five ways you could use the podcast in your class across five days. Day one, introduce. Day two, listen and notice. Day three, try it out. Day four, connect. And day five, writers are readers. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you can adjust these five days uh, however you need to. You can do just two and toss the rest. You could do one author guest of the month and you could stretch these five activities out over the four weeks of the month. You could pick days one, two, and four and stretch them across Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You could even consider using the podcast as a flipped instruction resource, having students listen to the episode independently and record notes on their graphic organizer, and then share connections and observations together during your live teaching time. Now, if you're a teacher and you enjoyed this episode and thinking more about how the podcast connects to your role as a teacher and to your classroom, you might want to go back and check out episode seven, connecting the podcast to curriculum and common core state standards. Uh, And you also might want to tune in on Monday next week for episode nine, when I'm going to share uh, my best tips for getting started with live author visits in your class and why you might want to add them in, in addition to the podcast. To support the show, please subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and share the show on social media, especially taking a screenshot and sharing on your Instagram stories. Then tag me so I can see it. You can connect with me, Chrissy Wright, on Instagram and Twitter at Chrissy M. Wright, and follow the podcast on Instagram at Author Visits Pod. I can't wait to learn with you and happy writing. <laughs>